Laura is a spiritual life coach, Tantra teacher, Reiki energy healer, and joy goddess. And she is here to help spiritually awakened women step into their own innate power, self-love, and pleasure so that they can gain momentum and achieve what they want in love and in life. Laura's bigger mission is to help create a more conscious, joyful, and loving world through personal growth, spiritual awakening, and self-improvement. And before we dive into this episode, if you have been here before and you've enjoyed these podcasts, it would really mean so much to me if you would leave us a rating and a review and even follow the podcast on whichever platform you are listening to right now. And if it is your first time here and you do end up enjoying this episode, screenshot it and share it to your stories. Make sure you tag me at self Express Babe. You can also tag Laura. Laura's Instagram is in the caption below. In this conversation, the overarching theme is where your joy is hiding and how to connect with it. So we talk about things like embracing the full spectrum of emotion, uh, not putting yourself into one box and embracing that you are a multifaceted being. We talk about prioritizing pleasure and it's just overall just a casual chat as if we are hanging out in my living room and I'm very excited to share it with you. Here's a little sneak peek of what is coming. I think it's really important more than ever, you know, to really truly be with yourself, mm-hmm. self-reflect, do some self-inquiry, ask yourself some bigger questions, ask yourself like, how do I really want to be? How do I want to show up? Like, who am I truly? And can I really love myself here? And, you know, and, and if I don't, then what's, what's the reason, you know, and then explore that really deeply. I mean, this is the journey of like, self discovery, Mm -hmm. spiritual awakening, inner growth, and then say no to everything that's not in alignment with you. Welcome to Openly Spoken, the podcast to help you show up, speak out, and be seen. Here you'll get to eavesdrop on connected women's conversations about self-love, confidence, healing, relationships, creativity, and more. I'm your host, Celia Antonio, and I am your guide to getting you grounded into your body, feeling your full spectrum of emotion, and expanding your fullest self-expression. I also pop in here from time to time with solo episodes where I give you tips, tricks, and resources like meditations, visualizations, and all the things to get you grounded, to get you to feel, to get you to alchemize, and to get you to expand and express yourself fully. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I invite you to now put your hands on your heart, take a deep breath, set a tone for how you want to be as you show up for this podcast, take what resonates in this podcast, leave out what doesn't resonate, and take some time to reflect and to contemplate. And if there's anything in the podcast you want to chat about, you can always reach out to me on Instagram at selfexpressbabe. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. So we were just talking about how like technology moves quickly. I feel the same, like with the whole metaverse thing. I'm like, oh no, why would we do that? Why would we have, like, we're already zombied out on our phones. Like, why do we need these things to just block out all of reality? No, thank you. (laughs) I know. I totally agree with you. When I first saw that, I was kind of horrified and like kind of shocked. 
like I can understand like some of the positives that might be available through that but honestly I was like no this this is this cannot be that good you know we're already way yeah. too absorbed in the the alternative world of yeah. the online stuff social media all of that that reality and it's like we just need to be more present where we are and cultivate the relationships that we have like in person as well. I mean, obviously this, this is beautiful that we can do this right now. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, yay, technology is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this, you know, like communicating, you know, all over the world, different time zones. However, people are feeling so much more isolated and so much more lonely simultaneously. And people don't know how to relate or communicate anymore. You know, there's so, so many issues there, especially as well, I think with um, youth, you know, like younger people that, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, that's like a whole thing. You could just like, we could do a whole call on that alone. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's crazy. And I think that's why I have like a resistance a bit towards new technological things that come out. Like we're always being like bombarded by them. Like try this, do this, do this. And then I feel like my energy is going in too many different directions and then I can't focus. Yeah. It's you very know? overwhelming. It's yeah. Overwhelming. I always yeah. get overwhelmed with like how many different places people can message me. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so like I had Instagram, Facebook, email, like all these things, and I'm like, ah. Oh yeah. And then I don't true. answer messages for like weeks. <laughs> right? Yeah, because it's too much. Absolutely, I totally agree. I I started out with what did I have like Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp? I think in the beginning. And now there's mm -hmm. Telegram and Slack and like all these other mm. ones. And mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And there's just going to be more, I feel mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, it's really intense. So it's always like finding a balance for me. Of, I have these days, I call them disconnection days to reconnect, which is where I like go oh, nice. really offline, like full on. I'm like, nope, no internet, no messages, no screens, nothing. Just put mm -hmm. it down. And it's not, it's not that hard for me. Like, yes, I'm very plugged in, but at the same time, I know how good it feels. And I know how good it is for me. So, you mm -hmm. know, I can put that down and it feels so good. It's just an entire day of usually what I do is I spend time in nature because I love, I love nature and, you know, directly being in it. So going to the beach, going to the forest and just really immersing myself and not needing to look at a screen. And what I might do sometimes is still take some pictures just because I love yeah. photography. It's very art an artistic expression for me as well. So I, I will use it for that. But then, you know, that's it. Mm -hmm. and yeah it's really nourishing it feels really good I definitely recommend it <laughs> mm -hmm. for sure mm. yeah yeah and I love how that goes hand in hand with like honestly all the like things that you listed as like things we can talk about like first off prioritizing pleasure like we need yeah. a step back from technology to feel good like technology mm -hmm. let's be honest doesn't really make us feel good <laughs> No, no, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, sometimes I can see how it does if like you live in an area where like nobody is like you and maybe like yeah. no one has the same beliefs as you Yeah, and you feel alone, then yeah, you can find your community mm. on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that that's helpful, but I think yes. that might be the only exception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cause I feel like there's so much comparison that goes on you know and then you feel like yeah. you're not good enough or you're supposed to be a certain way and you forget to be yourself or mm -hmm. yeah like you can go down so many different rabbit holes I feel um and I was still somebody and I think you can probably relate to this like I grew up in a time where 
cell phones had only just kind of started like, you know, barely, mm-hmm. you know, not, not even, I mean, when I was a kid, there was no cell phones. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had landlines. It was cool. And I grew up, I mean, playing outside, just running around, you know, using yeah. my imagination, like building things out of sticks. Like, yeah, and, I used and to it play with awesome. mud and it was so fun. <laughs> so fun and rocks <laughs> oh, yes. seriously like just the little things you know we often take them mm-hmm. for granted nowadays or we don't even realize but actually just the other day I was out on the beach and I was I was sitting there enjoying the sun and there were some families around and you know I noticed the children playing and there was this little girl very close to me she was in that kind of place by the ocean where the the water gets to your feet but mm-hmm. there you know like it just hits you but you have like time where it's not there and mm-hmm. she was she had buried her feet into the sand and she was just constantly taking the sand and like continuing to bury her feet and then the water would come and wash it away and then she would continue <laughs> to bury her feet she was doing this for I don't know at least the whole time I was there which was a good half hour mm-hmm. <laughs> and she loved it she was really enjoying it and it was so beautiful just to witness that and to know because I can relate right because I was that child so I can relate to how she mm-hmm. was feeling and, and and enjoying it and appreciating that and I thought that was so beautiful and that exists so naturally within children mm-hmm. however at the same time I see so many kids you know you see them walking around or something and they're on these screens or you see parents just like in a restaurant giving their two-year-old a screen to just like watch the whole it's it's scary it's really scary it's like how are they developing you know or how are they not developing like I'm not Mm -hmm. an expert in those things but it's really scary like to think about it like what kind of world are we creating because they literally are the future (laughs) yeah it is Mm -hmm. scary I used to be a waitress in New York City and Mm -hmm. I saw that a lot like babies just like on the iPad just like zonked out and Mm -hmm. like I get that that keeps the child quiet but like there are yeah. other things you can do to keep a child yeah. quiet mm-hmm. um and I've also I used to work with kids yeah. and from what I've noticed I'm no expert on this at all but from what I've noticed like the kids that are on screens or on games a lot like they're they're not developing their social skills right and I think that's mm. dangerous and then we have this metaverse that's like you know <laughs> that level. like kids are going to be even more like what scares me the most yeah. about it is the disembodiment of it because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're not yeah. in reality anymore right yeah exactly it's terrifying and <laughs> you might start questioning you know like and then oh is my body also, real <laughs> yes and you're like like this is gonna you know everyone's gonna be different in regards to how much they get into it obviously but are they going to like want to prefer to be in that reality I think some people Mm. will and I think that in itself has a whole bunch of implications right that can't be healthy we already see that with with phones like right that's a good Mm -hmm. point yeah it already largely exists Mm -hmm. so that's really crazy and I, I really I feel like embodiment is so important it's so important it's so important yeah we have a body we we live and feel through our bodies and largely we're so much in our minds all the time and you know like like take out technology and social media and all that for a second just even without that we're always so much in our heads overthinking I mean we live in a society that prioritizes that that encourages that right it's like you gotta think through it (laughs) you gotta be logical and like figure it all out like think about it right and we forget that our 
thoughts and our ability to think and our mind is actually just, it's a tool, which is very useful and it's awesome and it's part of us and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. However, the problem is when we identify with that solely as like the only thing that we are and the only way to live. And when Mm -hmm. we have that perspective or that lens that we're looking through, we're missing out on a huge part of who we are and what we're capable of and what we can feel feelings in general, which are ignored a lot of the times, which are of course, incredibly important to not ignore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's an interesting time in the world right now. And, and I also feel like, you know, conscious parenting is so important, like raise your mm-hmm. children, you know, consciously with awareness, you know, empower them right from the start, let them know who they are, encourage who they are naturally love them unconditionally and don't have them sit on screens for too yeah. long too often really don't do that I mean that's what I would yeah. say that's what I would do as a mother you know I'm not a mother right yeah. now but that is definitely what I would be doing with my children yeah, yeah because like what you said with how embodiment is so important I think mm-hmm. embodiment and that connection with your body is necessary to know who you are yeah. <laughs> and to be confident and to be yeah. expressed and to definitely. you know we're we're expected I don't know how it is where you live but over here, we're expected to like choose what we want to do for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. at like 17, 16, 18. And uh-huh. like, not everyone at that age knows who they are, especially no. in a society where we put thinking ahead of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And embodiment isn't seen as important. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I agree with you. And and I mean, that's exactly how I grew up as well. Like I'm from Canada originally. Currently I'm living in Chile. Okay. I think it's very similar here. They're also like very like much, you know, that Western kind of attitude towards life here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very much about that. And when it was, this, it was exactly like that for me. I remember specifically when I was, I think it was in grade 10 in high school and I was about 15 years old. And it was like family planning class or something like that, or no, even more than that. It was some sort of like life planning class and the <laughs> the assignment was that okay like write down the next five years of your life and the next five <laughs> after that so approximately 10 years give or take like what is it that you want to do you know in what order and I just thought it was the most ridiculous assignment because I was like I have no idea I am just trying to like figure out mm. how I feel about stuff because I'm a teenager and I have all these hormones, you know, and I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like discovering life right now. I'm really young. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what my life is going to look like. Like uh, I want to be happy. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I want. I don't know exactly what road that is going to take for me, you know, what path I'll go on, but I was always very much in touch with my intuition in that sense that I didn't let the the things that society was telling me to do dictate how I was living so in that way I was always really rebellious like a, a bit of a rebel or like you know mm-hmm. I did things differently um and my life has really shaped itself you know in that regard but yeah teenagers generally don't know usually there's a few people that are very set like yes this is what I want to do I want to be a veterinarian or I want to be this and this yeah. and they follow and that I think I, I think those people are a good reflection of their parents, in my opinion, yeah. or at least mm. their environment, because right. I don't think you can have that knowledge of knowing who you are without it being mirrored yeah. to you, because there's so much yeah. you don't know at that age. Like me, I was very like sheltered and very helicoptered. Mm. Right. So there's a lot of things that I found out about really late. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. 
if I was a teenager now, my like I would have totally went in a different direction in college. Like I would have went the science route instead of the art route because yeah. the art was like my self-therapy <laughs> to like mm-hmm. deal with life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just recently realized like, oh, whoa, art isn't like my purpose or passion. It was just my therapy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and that's so beautiful when you can come to these realizations about yourself as well and about your life, Mm -hmm. you know, like when, when you have like aha moments too, like whether it's Mm -hmm. instant or it takes some time, but everybody is on their own timeline. And the the problem in school, in the majority of the schooling systems worldwide, as far as I can tell, we sweep everyone under the same rug and, and evaluate everyone the same way. And we look at intelligence just in one way, largely, right? These things are starting to change a bit, but that's still how it is largely and it's Mm -hmm. sad because it's like the creativity and the natural way of that specific person is just kind of being numbed or suppressed largely and then you lose yourself right before you even really know yourself you're losing yourself yeah I have chills all over my body as you say this (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then and then you have to spend all these years essentially like kind of finding yourself again you know, mm-hmm. which in itself is, it can be very difficult and painful, this journey, but it's also really beautiful, you know? Yeah, and, yeah for sure. And I, I, I definitely am a big believer in that life is happening for us, right? Mm-hmm. And that, Me you know, too. things are kind of meant to be. So mm-hmm. I'm not judging it in that sense as something bad. I just think that it can be really difficult and a little bit unnecessary, you know? Like it would yeah. be much better for children to be told, okay, like, you know, this is all available to you. Like, how do you feel about this? Like, take some time with trying out these different things, you know? Yeah. And then I feel like it would it would be easier for the child and for the person, for the young adult, um, to to figure things out, right? Mm-hmm. And to be encouraged and not feel like they have to live up to an expectation or that they have to suppress a part of themselves, you know, because I think that's a big part of it is like we're constantly suppressing parts of ourselves to live up to an expectation or thinking Mm -hmm. we have to do it this way because that's the way you're supposed to and this is how you can be happy but that doesn't really feel right and Mm -hmm. it's a lot it's messy yeah (laughs) yeah that is and Mm. I could definitely see us taking this the route of like you know talking more about like you know the childhood and Mm. you know there's so many different ways to educate kids now there's like unschooling but I want to I really I really want to see if we can venture to the topic of like prioritizing pleasure because one thing that you said was suppressing a part of ourself Mm. and um Mm. I've recently come to realize maybe like a year ago that um pleasure and first of all pleasure isn't just sexuality thank you for saying that but (laughs) yeah but Uh or and maybe and is the right word and sexuality is though something that is a part of us that is mm-hmm. largely suppressed yeah and I think Hugely. I think that can be linked to why ple- like we suppress pleasure or maybe feel guilty yeah. when when we're having a good day while they while we know people yeah. on the other side of the world are starving mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but with sexuality it's like it's this part of being human yeah that's taken from us And it's been going on for generations. This is why most Mm -hmm. of us listening, and I'm sure I, I relate to this. I'm sure you probably can too, but there are Mm -hmm. people who don't, there are people who have parents who do talk to them, but most parents do not talk to their kids about sex Mm -hmm. at all because it's Mm -hmm. just, 
They've been conditioned to feel so uncomfortable about it that they'll just avoid it. But this Mm. is a part of ourselves that we're suppressing. So then we have all these, I feel like I'm going on, like I'm on a soapbox right now. It's awesome. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And then we have all these like shows and advertisements and all these things that are very sexualized. Yeah. And they do so well because like that part of us is starving. Yeah. Like um, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is Bridgerton. I loved that show. <laughs> the first season was good. I didn't really yeah. like the second season was good too. But the first one, that was a hot season. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, I, yeah, mm. I really resonate with everything you just said. I'm incredibly passionate about pleasure um and also the understanding of like what that all means right because mm-hmm. it's not just about sex and and like so many people i think they gravitate towards that they think that 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 is what it is about right like just sex yeah. and of course sex and sexual energy is so beautiful and so natural and so important um and there is a lot of pleasure in that and that is a big part of pleasure and absolutely like let's embrace that more let's be more open about that right um, and pleasure is not just about sex. <laughs> so, you know, like I, I enjoy a, like a cup of chai tea and some dark chocolate mm, and I get, I'm drinking. I, uh, I feel so much pleasure in that, mm-hmm. you know, like just really tasting it fully. And of course you mm-hmm. can increase your pleasure by being more present by tasting it fully rather than just like, you know, swallowing really quickly the chocolate that is. Yeah. So pleasure is so important. It's so important because it means that you're prioritizing your self in a way that feels good, right? Like all the time we are prioritizing the to-do list, the, the go, 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 the errands, the, what do I need to do next? Right. And Mm -hmm. we forget about pleasure completely. Like some people are now starting to um, rest more, right? That's a big thing now. Like rest is an absolutely definitely rest more we need more rest that's also really important but what about pleasure it's like nobody's talking enough about Mm -hmm. that in my opinion um you need to be able to take time for yourself guilt free ideally you know we have this saying it's like guilty pleasure guilty pleasure like ooh, yeah why who's who you know tagged pleasure with guilt like I think it also just because of the sexual energy part of it, I feel like because we've shamed sex for so long, it's been so taboo, especially for women, you know, Um, there's, that's why, that's why I think that the guilt comes into it because Mm -hmm. sexual energy is somehow not okay. It's like, we can openly have, this is a good example. We can have all these movies with like war scenes, people killing each other, violence and everything. Right. And that's like kind of normal. It's been normalized. Mm-hmm. And then we have these sex scenes or kissing and everybody's like, you know, like, exactly like look away. Um, but mm-hmm. at the same time you have this booming porn, porn industry. Right. And you've yeah. got, and yeah. you've got people that are craving to be able to feel themselves, in know, in, in their sexual energy that isn't shamed, you know, that's okay. That's acceptable. And they're just like what you were saying, there just isn't conversation around it. Yeah. Um, and I think there, it's a very complex issue that literally spans like a long time, <laughs> hundreds, thousands of years, you know, of like yeah. the oppression of this energy. And I think part of it is there's a lot of power in it. 
there's a lot of power in sexual energy because sexual energy is the same as creative energy, as life force energy, it's that which creates, you know, you literally create a human being with yeah. your sexual energy. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. So, and I feel like when women in particular are in their sexual energy, they become so magnetic, you know, like they, they are in their power, they're in their flow. It's combined with that feminine energy, the creative energy, the sexual energy, all essentially being one. And mm -hmm. when you're in that, you know, you, you're more confident, you express yourself unapologetically, that's very self loving. And that can be really scary as well to certain yeah. people <laughs> to an establishment yeah. to a narrative to you know when they're trying to control something it's hard to control people that are really in their power right yeah it is so and so you want to suppress it essentially mm -hmm. put a lid on it and now I think we're at a time where we're getting more in touch with ourselves quite literally mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like <laughs> we're exploring our bodies Mm -hmm. Um, we are having more open conversations about it, like, like how we are now, um, more recognition around ourselves as a full person, as a whole being that has all these different aspects and qualities and feelings and desires, how we can kind of change the narrative around it that actually you don't need to feel shame or guilt around it, you know, and and I think it's still going to take some time for us to really unpack all this, both on an individual level for each person, because everyone's unique, you know, and as a collective, yeah. because mm -hmm. for so long, we've been so suppressed and oppressed in different ways, right? So it's not like yeah. we can just change everything tomorrow yeah. in regards yeah. to this. Um, and there's, you know, many different things that people can do on their personal journeys. Mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, like, I don't want to get too much back into the children's thing but it does start there you know speak to your children about sexual yeah. energy like be open about it you mm -hmm. know and and don't shame your child yeah. you know for for feeling something or for touching or for any you know just encourage their exploration and tell them who they are and what everything is about mm -hmm. and and pleasure is just as important as rest <laughs> you know like yeah, both are really sure. important um mm -hmm. and uh, I think something that would be really good to do for everybody I, I, I've said this before is write a pleasure first list rather than you know just having your to-do list also write a pleasure list a pleasure first list see what it is that you like anything big small you know like I said eat some chocolate if that's your thing have a bath you know dance go, go walk on the beach, like whatever it is for you, read a good book, prioritize mm. it, make it a priority. And then the things on your to-do list mm. are going to become more fun because mm. you've done something on your pleasure list, right? You're going to feel better. You're going to be more in your body. You're going to be giving yourself more love and more care. Um, and then you can it, essentially from the inside out, you're going to transform your life, you know, a bit by bit, day by day, because when you feel better, because everything is, you know, emotions, energy and motion, where you focus your awareness and your attention, you create more of all of this, right? So you're going to end up feeling better. And you can invite more joy in, I talk a lot about joy as well, you can invite more joy into your experience, even in hard times. And that doesn't mm. mean that you're bypassing anything. I want to be really clear on that. Because I do speak a lot about joy and pleasure, because that's my energy is very much like joyful and very positive and all this. 
but I'm not bypassing. I still feel my sadness. I still feel my frustration and my anger. And because I allow myself to feel the whole spectrum of emotions when they're there, I can more easily then release them. And Mm -hmm. when I can do that, I can invite more joy in. I can Mm -hmm. feel more fulfilled and more happy. You know, even if there's something difficult going on in my life, I can deal with it in a way that feels better ultimately. And everybody is actually capable of doing that, you know, like to invite more joy into your life. And that has to do with inviting more pleasure into your life as well. And just allowing yourself to feel everything because Mm -hmm. we don't do that. We numb and we suppress our feelings in a multitude of different ways. And that ultimately is so detrimental, I find. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that might be one of the biggest ways that human society is keeping themselves small because uh, we're so afraid of feeling, you know, our sadness, our anger, our anxiety, our depression. Yeah. And like in not feeling that or in stuffing that down, Mm -hmm. then that also cuts us off from the, you know, quote, good. I don't like to label emotions as Mm -hmm. good or bad. I think they're all, you know, here for a purpose. Yeah, Yeah, Um, I agree. But there's definitely like this fear, this fear. And I get it. I used to be one of those people. But it's amazing how if you make the space for it mm-hmm. and you like, um, I'm going to use the word like integrate, like if you integrate those parts of you and like give those parts of you love, like mm-hmm. the side of me that gets sad, like let me shower her with love. Mm-hmm. Let me hold her for a second. Let me welcome her back into my heart. Like that's going to shift something, but we're not mm-hmm. taught like going back again to childhood like this needs to be taught to children yeah because that's like a a child in my opinion should be guided on how to navigate this human experience yeah you know but instead I feel like I feel like modern school is just like training them all to be workers and that's the issue (laughs) it's like the industrial system you know like when we're like essentially that's when like the modern schooling I think kind of started yeah I think that I think that's what school like the whole purpose is to like train you to be a factory worker but like we we don't really have like factories here anymore like (laughs) what what are we doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so outdated it is so outdated um and yeah and they just like set aside the whole the the very important part of emotions and the fact that everybody's so different right Um, and, and I felt that when I was in school, I was like, there is something wrong here. Like I actually had that feeling in school when I was a kid at a very young age already. I think I was probably around 10 Mm -hmm. and I was like, there's something missing to this. Something isn't right. Something's Mm -hmm. not adding up. Like they're not teaching us everything or some of the things they're teaching us aren't even accurate. And like, I had this Mm -hmm. whole, you know, this was like before, obviously I had my awakening where I realized a lot of things about the world myself, but yeah, it's just, I feel like it's failing a lot of people. It's, yeah. it's failing a lot of people. Like it's setting us up for something that's much more difficult than it needs to be. Right. Yeah. And I think the yeah. whole system needs to be like redone, <laughs> essentially mm-hmm. like recreated. Yeah. Mm. yeah totally. I think that'll happen once, like not to get political here. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like that'll happen once like newer generations are in government. Yeah. I don't know how it is in yeah. Chile or in mm-hmm. Canada. But in America, yeah. like we have like mm-hmm. old, like no offense, but they're like from older generations. Yeah. And typically like 
once you're like once you're a certain age you're like not that open to new ideas it's true yeah and you know they're making they're trying to keep the world how it was when they were young yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just not working yeah yeah totally I agree and it's it's like that here and it's like that in Canada I think pretty much most of the world probably um mm-hmm. absolutely it's mostly older people and you're right I think this I think we need you know some young people to get yeah. into office it's um, like yeah definitely stop and rest <laughs> yeah it's like which I you feel know mean it, saying that but yeah like... no but it but I totally get it it makes complete yeah. sense um and <laughs> if I feel like it's kind of like the relationship with like grandparents you know mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. like I this is like what it like as soon as you said it I saw this like I love my grandparents um but there was just some things that they would do and say where I was like oh my god did they just yeah. say that and they yeah. think it's totally okay right? I know. Like they think like to them it's like that's yeah. their world but for us it's like whoa <laughs> like that is not really a thing anymore that's not really acceptable for anymore sure. you know? <laughs> yeah like in I my family like- they think it's okay to be like I don't mean to be racist but it's like if you're starting your sentence with that what you're gonna say you shouldn't be saying oh my god exactly it's just like that yeah yeah and then and then sometimes and like the thing too is you you feel like you can't really argue with them or really talk about it with them because they just you know that they're not really gonna get it the way that yeah you you get it right it's like they're they're in their world now they're old now and yeah but I feel like a lot of the politicians are like grandparents that's a good that's a good way to explain it that it's like you know think Mm. about your relationship with your grandparents I've never thought about it like that um I do realize though that we started recording without having you like introduce yourself (laughs) do you want to do you want to do that now sure I will do that yes and then that'll that can lead to we'll see what it'll lead to (laughs) yeah for sure um so I'm Laura (laughs) I (laughs) I am a Tantra teacher. I am a Reiki practitioner. I am a spiritual life coach and a joy goddess and just lover of life in general. I love it. Um, Yeah. Uh, And at the moment, I'm very passionate about helping awakening wild women, you know, like women that want to get back into their power, into their body, into their truth, um, just to really do that. And to I guess this does lead into to what I want to say next um to essentially be themselves in a really whole way the fact that they're mm. you know we're already whole we're already complete we're already enough we're already worthy you don't need to take on certain roles or identities and put yourself into the box of that or into the expectation of that you know because that way you can often lose yourself you can burn out you know I'll give an example yeah I find that a lot of women now, especially in the entrepreneurial space, they took on this like really intense identity of being the boss babe, oh, right? God, like yeah. the, <laughs> well, <laughs> the myself included for a while, same. right? I used to be like, in a membership called Boss Babe. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I feel like this boss babe attitude, it, of course, it comes from a well-intended place, right? Of mm. course, it's like, women doing their thing, you know, being powerful, uh, creating their own business, leading the way, like all good things, completely nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. However, the, the problem is that I have discovered within my own journey, my own personal life within myself, and then also with what I've been seeing, 
uh, is that that becomes you. It's like you are that. It's like that's your identity. Yeah. That's your becomes sure. your whole world. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, you are in this like go, go, go energy all the time right? You're like in this like intense masculine energy, essentially, like it's always about doing pushing structure, getting the things done. Mm -hmm. And then you burn out. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of you just, you burn out, you kind of fry your nerves. And you lose your, your flow, your softness, your sensuality, your connection potentially to your sexual energy or your relationships. I mean, there are literally a cascading amount of things, you know, that can happen as a result of you being so much in this mm -hmm. way of being mm -hmm. and it suits some women to be like that most of the time fully but that's a small percentage I would say because women mm -hmm. are very in particular I mean all people are but I think women in particular we're very cyclical we're very rhythmic we're very like up and down in these waves mm -hmm. of our emotions of our bodies I mean you can see it physically expressed in our menstrual cycle I mean it you know mm -hmm. so it's natural for us to want to slow down yeah. <laughs> for us to want to breathe, to connect with our bodies and our feelings. But when we're constantly in this pushing energy, there's no space for that. Yeah. And so, and then other parts of our life can suffer as a result. And, you know, and you end up feeling really disconnected from your heart and from your yoni and from like who you are ultimately. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm seeing. And then on the other side, you have like, you know, there's the other side where it's like women are portrayed as or meant to be this some sort of docile, helpless maiden. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> right? Like yeah. that's, so that's like the other side of it. Um, but the truth is, in my opinion, is that we're both of those and so much more. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> right? We're so multifaceted. We're mm -hmm. so multifaceted. And we can take on the identity of like, okay, right now I need to be the boss babe. Right, need to step into mm. those shoes. Like, this is what needs to happen right now in my life in this moment. And now I can really relax. And now I can just be the sultry seductress. And now I can be the. So you can be all these people, but you don't have to choose to just really be one of them. It's like that. Mm -hmm. All this energy, all these archetypes, all of this is you because you are all of it. You're the woman, right? Like it's all within you. It's all available to you, and you can play the roles as much as you want as long as you're being authentic and true to who you actually are how you actually feel how you want to show up in the world right how you want to live unapologetically self-expressed in touch with your truth and that's different mm -hmm. for everyone and that can be hard to define yeah. but it's there it's within you you can feel it right getting in touch with your intuition with your body it comes back to embodiment so i think it's really important more than ever, you know, to really, truly be with yourself, mm -hmm. self-reflect, do some self-inquiry, ask yourself some bigger questions, ask yourself, like, how do I really want to be? How do I want to show up? Like, who am I truly? And can I really love myself here? And, you know, and, and if I don't, then what's, what's the reason, you know, and then explore that really deeply. I mean, this is the journey of like, self-discovery mm -hmm. spiritual awakening inner growth and then say no to everything that's not in alignment with you yeah and, and i know that's so hard <laughs> i know i was just about to say i was like yeah. i know that can be incredibly difficult and you know and i'm over here i'm the first person saying like i, I can't do that all the time you know i and 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 here's the thing being okay with that too 
accepting mm. yourself. Yeah. This is what Tantra is literally all about. It's like yeah. self-acceptance. Seeing everything as like divine, right? Yeah. Seeing everything as divine mm -hmm. and accepting yourself emotionally in every moment with yeah. as little judgment as possible. And I know that's hard too, obviously, but mm -hmm. being okay with that. And if you are judging yourself, then be okay with that. You know, yeah. like you can, you can be okay with yourself and still have the intention to want to create changes and make changes in your life. Right. Because we're mm -hmm. always doing that. We're always growing and, and looking to grow, create change. And you're okay right here and now simply because you exist really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, like that's, and, and coming to this, this truth about ourselves, this wholeness, this deep understanding and this awareness, that's something I've been very passionate about, you know, in my own life and, you know, helping women, helping others as well to do so. Because otherwise we're just, we're feeling lost. We're flailing around. We're not fulfilled. You know, I mean, you see it everywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Burned out boss babes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, yeah. They're crispy. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Totally fried. That should be a um, potato chip. <laughs> Yes, I could. Up, boss well. babe. <laughs> yeah, crispy boss babe. But yeah, it's just, it comes back down to your truth, right? Yeah. Your truth, your journey, your self-acceptance, being in your body, being with your feelings. Um, yeah. yeah, because I mean, that's what you're here for. That's what we're literally all here for. Yeah. To be ourselves, to be mm -hmm. ourselves. And we're not doing anybody let alone ourselves or the world, any favors if we're being anyone other than who we actually are. <laughs> we exactly. truly and feel we want to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that is like, if you really sit and meditate about it, I think that is why we have like all these climate issues, you know, yeah. like mm -hmm. we're, we're just taking and taking and taking from earth. We're yeah. in that go, go, go energy. Like what you were Constantly. sharing about the go, go, go and hustle mode. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that it, it like zooming out to the collective of humanity, I feel like everyone could, um, benefit from connecting with feminine energy. Like even men have feminine energy. And I think, yes. I think men are very much suffering from not being able to fully express that. And, Absolutely. um, mm. I think as we're in this, we're kind of in this space right now where more women are being empowered in their feminine energy yeah and I think I've said this in an episode before but I think that we'll be able to kind of like usher the men into that as well yeah yeah you know, I feel like, like a collective mother oh, oh for sure yeah and I mean earth is is the mother right like yeah. the ultimate and look mother, what we're like doing mother to earth. Earth. and look what we're doing and yeah. earth is the like is an example more of a feminine energy right mm -hmm. like a nurturing creative energy that births life <laughs> you know mm -hmm. literally births life constantly yeah. right like that's very feminine um and it's true what you're saying there's masculine feminine in everyone absolutely yeah and we need both yeah. like and with we need earth both. you can't mm -hmm. just you can't just grow a tree with earth and no sunlight which sunlight that's is right. considered like the masculine the masculine yeah energy mm -hmm. and like it just does and you can't grow stuff just with sunlight and yeah. you know like <laughs> We, both yeah. is needed yeah I love and, that yeah yeah that analogy is beautiful um yeah both it just is came to me 
yeah, it's perfect. It's like the grandparents from earlier with the politicians, like that totally just like downloaded. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love those moments. Um, yeah. So the way that I have experienced this and the way that I see it is everything is one thing ultimately, right? Consciousness, mm-hmm. love, energy, God, whatever you want to call it. This is from my, I've literally experienced myself as this. So I'm speaking from my personal experience. <laughs> Mm. so we are all this all of it like all we're all one so we're not separate essentially like that the separateness is kind of an illusion but it's Mm -hmm. still real at the same time in this reality because we need to experience ourselves here right that's a whole other podcast episode that i would love to do one day with you so much fun yeah let's do it (laughs) um but so so you have the oneness and then you've got the the duality the polarity and what is that masculine feminine energy ultimately right So, and that expresses itself in different ways, but it's also present in everything, right? So, Mm -hmm. and, and we need the balance because look at the, how the world has been for so long. It's been very imbalanced. It's been very, very masculine, very masculine, (laughs) extremely. And as a result, we've had all this destruction of the earth, all this Mm -hmm. oppression of women, you know, and, and other things too. But men have definitely been suffering as a result as well, because because the yeah. feminine is part of who they are. And if they're the ones, yeah. abu- if they're abusing, if the masculine is abusing the feminine, they're also abusing it within themselves. Yeah, for sure. They, they all come from a mother as well, right? I mean, there's yeah. so many symbols here, so many things I mm-hmm. can like say. But they have been suffering too, because when one, when you're abusing one, you're abusing the all, you know, yeah, in this sure. concept of oneness. Mm-hmm. So everyone's been suffering. And it's really, really important that the feminine, you know, rises now, you know, it's rising, it's being remembered, we're, we're getting into that empowerment of the feminine. And with that, we're bringing the masculine along beside us, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be together to interweave, because it's not like we're supposed to be like the reigning women now that are gonna, you know, because then we're just doing the same thing that that the patriarchy did, right? Essentially. Yeah, yeah, so for it's sure. Coming coming together and healing together those wounds and I think women are also initiators largely right mm-hmm. initiating uh mm-hmm. movements initiating each other we initiating birth. the masculine <laughs> we birth exactly yeah. initiating the men and it's really beautiful to see more and more of that now you know like in these these conscious space uh, spaces as well where men are rising up too and they're honoring the feminine they're honoring women they're loving women and and ultimately, I truly believe that most people are good. They have good yeah. intentions. We want the same things, mm-hmm. you know? And and the truth is, yes, there's toxic masculinity for sure. But there's also toxic femininity, right? Yeah. Like, and, and mm-hmm. we need to like <clears throat> accept that there's sort of like the dark and the light to everything, yeah. right? And then we can choose where we focus our attention, what we give our time to, what we actually do. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's important to remember and then focus on, okay, there are these dark aspects, you know, of femininity, of masculinity, of other parts of ourselves, but there's so much love. There's so much good intention. There's so many beautiful things in the world as well. And often I feel like we forget that because we get drowned in like, first of all, our own issues, you know, life things that happen that might be difficult. And also all the things that happen in the world that are really atrocious. Mm-hmm. But it's just a reflection of the wounds that we have within yeah. ourselves, mm. you know, our own traumas. 
it can go mm. back generations and yeah. ancestors and past lives. I mean, so much. So yes, mm -hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a time right now that we're at where it's a lot for sure. I mean, maybe it's always been a lot, but I yeah. feel like we're feeling it all very very deeply now more than possibly ever because we're also so interconnected, right? Like for, because of technology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we just it's love ultimately ultimately we just we just all want to come back to love mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. that's beautiful mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. I feel like there's so many like yeah like I said before there's so many paths I could take now like yeah right me too yeah I there's so many like, things to talk about <laughs> I also like wrote down um because we said in the beginning we were talking briefly about pleasure and how it's not just mm -hmm. sex. I yeah. also wrote down Tantra is also not just about sex. And it's often, <laughs> it's often like presented oh, as that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe it's presented in that way so that people stay away from Tantra because Tantra, Ooh. like from, mm -hmm. from the little knowledge I have of it, um, yeah. I'm currently in a coaching certification that's very Tantra based, Amazing. but from, from my perspective so far, I just see Tantra as like truth, yeah. truth. And you're just accepting yeah. all sides of truth, sadness, yes. happiness, uh, depression, yeah. bliss, like all of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, yeah, they don't want us to know the truth. <laughs> Whoever they yeah. is, I don't know who, who they who are. Is. They? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, this is something that I've talked about a lot as well, but because there's so many misconceptions about Tantra, yeah. so, mostly again, like similar to the pleasure, like everybody thinks it's just about sex. Tantra is a way of being, okay? Mm. It is a way of being that is all inclusive. So it's accepting yourself, like you said, all of your emotions, everything is okay, not in the sense that you can go and hurt somebody or there's no consent. Tantra is very much about consent and about boundaries as well, you know, being very clear and open and transparent. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're not hurting anybody, then ultimately everything is okay and it's all divine. And mm -hmm. of course, sex is a really big part of that because it's a really big part of who we are. It's a big part of our nature. And so you then also understand the sacredness of sex. Yeah. And, and, and how you can connect very deeply with your sexual energy within yourself and with a partner, you make it conscious because a lot of sexual energy has been made very like mechanical nowadays, mm -hmm. you know, like not just nowadays for a while now, it's been like very mechanical, like either it's been like, okay, it's just for uh, biological purposes, like procreation, right? Like just that, or it's like, you know, a man having his way with a woman, just like pounding and that's yeah. not how yeah. most women enjoy sex. And also yeah, exactly. that is very surface level in the sense that you're not actually experiencing it fully at all, yeah. right? So with Tantra and sexual energy, it opens up this doorway into so much more depth, so much more connection, so much more intimacy, so much more bliss and pleasure. You can like cry tears of joy. You can experience God. Like, I mean, it's literally, like, it's so full on and it's beautiful, but how does it start? It's not like you're like, okay, I'm doing Tantra now and I'm going to go have all this awesome sex. Like, I'm going to try out <laughs> all these different things. Like, yeah, no, it starts with yourself, with self-acceptance, self-awareness, with 
being in your body with feeling your emotions. So when I work with people, for instance, um, I, I start out with, with saying, okay, like, just go look at yourself in the mirror for a while, like start taking your clothes off. And this can be incredibly difficult for people, Mm -hmm. but just be with yourself there. Like what comes up for you? Like, what are you feeling? You know, just as you're being there with yourself, people don't do this. It's very confronting, right? Because yeah. often we have these judgments about ourselves and it's understandable completely. But yeah. like, that's how you start creating intimacy, mm-hmm. you know, is, is with yourself, with your emotions, with your body, being very present and then releasing slowly bit by bit that criticism and that judgment, right? Mm-hmm. So, and of course there's, there's layers then that you're peeling back because all sorts of things can come up for you, you know, from your childhood, from certain experiences. I mean, and that's what we then work through, but it's not 101 kinky sex positions. That's not what Tantra is about. <laughs> yeah. You know, I used to like, think Tantra practitioners were people who just like had orgies all the time. <laughs> like yeah. back when I was like younger and like uh-huh. first heard about it. But um, I mean, yeah, the mirror work is very powerful. It's very powerful. There's definitely, I mean, there's a lot of like when you get to the state of being very, what's it like liberated in mm. your sexual energy, then a lot of people can go down these very explorative, I don't know if I'm saying that word right, exploratory <laughs> path um, where there could be an orgy involved for some people that want to experience that right? Like Mm -hmm. that definitely exists. There's definitely that world within Tantra where there are multiple people involved, multiple sexual experiences, always with consent, you know, like, I mean, there's some, obviously there's like what I said earlier, there's darkness to everything. So there can also be some people that are doing things that are just, they're taking advantage, right? You have to be careful. Like you have to discern that that definitely does exist. That's why the starting with yourself is important. Because um, like we said, I think we said this earlier in the call, like someone who's liberated and like, Mm. you know, in their own power, you can't make them do something they don't want to do. Exactly. Yeah. And they have the awareness around that as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're in your power then in your sovereignty. But yeah, so it's something to be aware of that that does exist. Um, And there's some, you know, teachers that focus more on the, the sexual aspects of Tantra. There's some teachers like myself, I focus more on, you know, the going inwards, the sexual energy, of course, is a big part of it. But I put a lot of emphasis on the things that are not essentially sexual about Tantra. It's like your whole life is Tantric. Your whole life is divine. It's all included. Right. So Tantra is the Mm -hmm. truth of you, of your wholeness. Right. So and, and then you do, you start to explore your sexual energy in a way that is healthy, in a way that's conscious and connected. And you can really come into this beautiful, liberated place where you can begin to feel possibly in ways you've never felt before, never even thought were possible to feel. Mm. And it's incredible, right? That's why I'm, I really resonate very much with Tantra because it has that power to do that. You know, I've seen it within myself. Yeah. I've seen it within uh, people when I did my tantra teacher training in Bali you know like I, I was watching people like have transformations like it's incredible yeah. it's really powerful and and I think it's true what you're saying as well it's like keeping people away from it you know like the the truth you know you don't want people to know the truth because then they're empowered and I think that does scare some people you know the the mystery around I think it's both so I think some people are drawn to Tantra because it's mysterious and intriguing. And also Mm -hmm. they want to go just for the sexual things because they think that's what it is. And then Mm -hmm. other people that are like, Ooh, like they're, they're like, they don't want to go there because it's like, Oh, you know, sexual energy and mystery. Like, I don't know, like that's scary or it's confronting. So you kind of have like both of those 
Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like more and more now it's kind of coming into the present awareness and collective consciousness where it's people are starting to understand like what it really is about. And it's been around for a long time, which means there's going to yeah. be something to it. It's like it's ancient, <laughs> ancient, literally ancient. And like, like <laughs> let's, let's just take a moment to be like grateful for like all those people that kept it alive. Like it could have died. Yes, it could have. Yeah. And it's yeah, still here. Sure. That's incredible. Here. Like it is all of the yeah. wars and all of the things that happened in humanity. It survived all of that. That's awesome. It is actually really amazing. I mean, literally thousands of years. We don't know the exact time of origin, but mm. that is amazing because that's a long time. And there's a lot of things that have happened. And yeah, yeah, and you're right. Like that's it's just it's incredible when you think about it for a moment. And I do have a lot of gratitude, you know, for that. And in my own life, I can briefly mention this as well. A bunch of years ago, you know, I was exploring different modalities and doing my own like inner growth and, you know, different meditations and all these things. And I, I'm still a huge fan of meditations, but I then discovered Tantra and it was like, wow, like, this is <laughs> like, how come nobody ever told me about this before? <laughs> you know, like, why is this yeah. not more in the open or talked about? Uh, because it is so powerful. And I think that's also why it's kind of been almost shunned by some other modalities because it's so inclusive because it includes mm. the sexual energy so it's yeah you know, other, yeah because you know like I mean? in mm -hmm. yeah like for me I I'm was trained in yoga and mm -hmm. um there's a I don't know if it was a yama or a niyama but there was one about celibacy uh, and um yeah. you know how like mm -hmm. you got to be godlike and and right. don't have sex and mm -hmm. for me, also, I had a similar experience. Um, I didn't know I was getting into Tantra, but I got into a Yoni egg course in 2021. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. And it was so uncomfortable, but I, you mm -hmm. know, listened to the the teacher who's the teacher I'm training with now mm -hmm. to just like, if you feel uncomfortable, just stop and just listen to the video, listen to the audio or do the practice for five minutes or just hold yourself with whatever you're feeling, but come to it, you know, devote yourself, come to it, but you don't have to do anything. Right. And eventually yeah. I got to a, sp a space where I was just like, this is what sex is. What? <laughs> like I've like, mm -hmm. we're all being lied to. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just mm -hmm. like so beautiful. And, um, yeah, so it, fe it felt very much like an initiation of like slowly inching me towards someone who's going to be a sexuality coach, which still terrifies me a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I, I do that now kind of in a, I guess, introductory way with I have a breast massage course and we do have mm -hmm. a I do have a practice in there where I have them just like, just look at your breasts in the mirror. And like, if you yeah. can take your shirt off, if not, you know, still look at them, but like be yeah. there with the mirror. And, um, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful and so powerful. I really felt that when you said all those things, our journeys are, are amazing and so important and we don't allow ourselves often enough to really just be with ourselves, really just explore yeah. ourselves yeah the go you know? go go hustle it's the go culture. it's the hustle. It doesn't give space for that it doesn't give space for that exactly mm. and we need to just like slow down and 
like we're constantly being distracted I think for almost basically designed that way you know to like keep yeah. us from our own empowerment from so that we our buy own, more stuff <laughs> so that we buy more stuff because we're told that's what makes us happy <laughs> yeah yeah but it's all already within us and it's all available yeah. within us and yes it's scary and it can be uncomfortable to go there for multiple different reasons which are all totally valid but mm. if you want to like transcend and go to that next level so to speak within yourself you know to be able to like feel more experience more because I think most of us do have that desire to be able to go deeper because mm. of the beautiful things you can experience but then it's like you've got to go through your comfort zone you, know, you gotta like break out of yeah. the comfort zone like you know go like beyond um and yeah. tantra has a beautiful way of doing that um going you know with your body and with your feelings and really just accepting yourself where you're at right here and now I think is also really important you know because a lot of the times we can look back and be like oh I wish I would have done it this way or why didn't I you know realize it earlier mm, or whatever mm -hmm. it's like that was all part of your journey every single step yeah. that you took got you to where you are now you know you needed to go through all the things you went through mm -hmm. so yeah and in, in my journey it's it's definitely very obvious you know like that and sometimes you can't see it in the moment you you know when you're really yeah. in it it's hard to yeah. see it's like there's the fog but then yeah. later you're like oh yeah of course that made so much yeah. sense and thank goodness for that you know you can be grateful as well um but yeah it's it's very much tantra is very much about like de-armoring yourself as well like mm -hmm. just opening your heart you know it's all about heart energy sexual energy like the connection of that and what you were saying too like you know the celibacy thing there there can be a place for celibacy like oh you know, yeah there's definitely sure. like a place uh -huh. for that at certain times in your life that can be very useful mm -hmm. you know there's all sorts of reasons why that can be good yeah. but I am definitely not I mean and if you want to be a celibate all your life that's okay of course like if that's mm -hmm. truly what you desire right and that's the experience for some people but the whole experience of humanity <laughs> All of it is divine. It's all supposed to be felt and experienced. Whatever yeah. you you as a person are choosing to experience, all of it is, is holy, is divine. And none of it should be shamed. Yeah, and oppressed. if everyone was celibate, there'd be no more humans eventually. <laughs> exactly. That too. Yeah. It's like there is no one way to do it. There is no one way to do it. It's like, there's your way and there's your way and there's this way and that way and you get to pick and choose and one moment you'll want to try this and the next moment maybe this is better for you you know you come mm -hmm. to these like revelations within yourself but it doesn't make you a bad person if you like having sex yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it, no so it sexual energy is beautiful you know it's beautiful mm -hmm. and the more that we embrace that and the more that we embrace every part of who we are the better we'll feel and the more beautiful of a world we can create because ultimately I think that's what we want we want a world where people can be loved and accepted and I mean world peace isn't that what they always say like yeah. you know like yeah. it's, it sounds like maybe cliche or whatever and maybe we'll never be in a place that's like completely peaceful and that's fine too because we need some contrasts but to create a more wholesome, loving, joyful world. I completely believe we're capable of that. I certainly hope that that's where we're going. I feel like, you know, maybe yeah. I won't see it in my <laughs> lifetime, but I feel like I'm contributing to it, you know, like that's what we're doing here. Um, mm -hmm. And and we can live in a world that is really beautiful, like truly. It doesn't need to be utopia, 
you know, mm-hmm. but it can, they can be really loving predominantly. And I think that's also our human nature. Like I do not believe that we're some sort of greedy, animalistic, you know, power hungry beings at our core because yeah, we learn that. <laughs> yeah. We're compassionate. Yeah. We're yeah. loving. We want to share. We want to give. Sure. That's who we truly are. And I'm not going to get into Darwin now, but I'll briefly mention, I don't know if you know this. I didn't know this for a long time. But Darwin, with all his writings, he only mentioned survival of the fittest, like, I don't know, five times. He talked about love, like, over 90 times. Oh, really? Yeah. And they were just like, oh, that's not convenient for us. We're just going to talk about the survival of the fittest. We'll just ignore the love. But no, it's the cooperation. It's the love. It's the giving. It's the sharing, the compassion. I mean, you talk to anybody, and most people will say they just want to live a happy, fulfilling life where they have enough for themselves and their families, where they're Mm -hmm. having a good time most of the time. Like, yeah. Right. Like we all want those things so we can do mm. it. Yeah. I believe in us. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm an optimist. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're going to yeah. have to do a part two. Um. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so these questions will probably lead to like us having, you know, a conversation in between the questions and that's totally okay. welcome. Beautiful. So What's the first question I usually ask? I don't remember now. <laughs> it's been, a, it's been, you're the first person I've interviewed since November. <laughs> oh, that's been a while. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's special. <laughs> I took a little, pod, a little podcast break. So the first I, question. Oh, I was going to say, I've listened to some of your episodes and you, one of the things I remember you asking was like something about self-love, like me. Oh yeah. That's the first one. What does okay. self-love mean to you? Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, oh, what does self-love mean to me? I would say unapologetic self-expression is a big part of self-love. Mm-hmm. Um, when you can fully accept yourself here and now, when you know that you're already worthy, that you are good enough simply for existing, um, when probably when you don't need so much outer validation Mm. for yourself like you know you you just you're really grounded you can look in the mirror and genuinely love yourself and that I know that's hard and I know that's a journey and maybe maybe it won't be constant or maybe it won't be every day but you can feel it. You can feel love within yourself for yourself. And you know that it's within you. Like you don't need to go outside of yourself for it. Like it's there within you, within yourself as yourself. It's like, that's who you actually are at your core is love. Mm -hmm. And like the recognition of that. Mm -hmm. I think that's what self-love means to me. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) I love how it's like from this place of like self-sourced of like. Self-sourced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That sounds really good. That's good. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. That can be like a slogan or a catchphrase or something. <laughs> self-love, self-sourced or self-sourced, self-love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are source and we are love. Hmm. Yeah. Feels really good. Yeah. <laughs> so then um, the next question I usually ask is what makes you feel the most grounded? Oh, the most grounded. I would say the number one thing for me, aside from being in my own emotions and in my own body, which is very grounding and very important, 
is connecting with nature with mother mm. earth directly because I mean that that's I mean that's so grounded isn't it it's like you're on the sand you're on the soil you're touching a tree and then I just mm. I really feel so energized rejuvenated that direct energy that I mean that's even called grounding isn't it grounding or earthing like when you walk barefoot yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> on the earth um yeah. just th- that direct connection and that direct contact that is very grounding for me yeah and, mm-hmm. and I just love it I've always been an, a total earth child like I would grow up and just like play in the trees and you know talk me to too. the birds like mm-hmm. all of it yeah it's yeah. awesome if I have children I want them to grow up like that <laughs> yeah I know right I'm always telling my husband like we need to move close to the woods <laughs> uh-huh yes oh, it's such a beautiful way to grow up and I think also yeah. you then gain an appreciation and a love for nature right like because you're directly connected yeah. with it, you're interacting with it, and you realize maybe you don't realize but maybe you do eventually that you're not separate it's like yeah. you actually are it like and it is you like you're part of it like you're one thing like I really believe <laughs> this is going in a whole other direction but I actually believe that like all of us are cells of the earth that the earth Ooh. is like this Good. massive yeah. being right and we are really all... tiny if you zoom yeah. out for the exactly. whole <laughs> yeah so and we're to all think about. cells of the earth like mm-hmm. I really think that because like if you just look at it for a second like okay so I've flown over um like massive ice fields like up north in Canada mm-hmm. and you know you see like a little bit of the melting water in the streams or even rivers right mm-hmm. it's like they're like it's like the blood it's like our veins <laughs> And you yeah. see it like represented in the macro and the micro everywhere. I mean, like I suppose mm-hmm. the shape of a galaxy is like our DNA. It's mm-hmm. literally everywhere. It's reflected, you know, like your eyes look like what, like a, an orange or something opened up or something like, or a kiwi, like it's everywhere. Oh yeah. They look like it's kiwis. Yes! Yeah. It's so good. They do look like kiwis. I never thought yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and kidney beans, they look like your kid. I mean, they're even called kidney beans. It's so obvious. If you look at a walnut, it's like, that's your brain. Yeah. And, you know, like, I feel like everywhere there's that representation and you can even mm-hmm. go as far as saying like, okay, the water is the blood, the, the volcanoes, the fire, the core of the earth, that's fire. That's your own energy, your own like desires and things like that. Right. Like your own warmth and fire. Uh, you've got the earth itself, like stones, rocks, like your bones, your skin, mm. like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm this fascinates me like I really honestly believe that we are actually the cells of the earth and that we're all one thing yeah that's awesome I love that thanks for sharing that I could have a whole conversation with you about that honestly yeah let's do it seriously it'd be so fun (laughs) I I wanted to ask you if you've read um women who run with the wolves do you remember the very first I I don't know if it's the first chapter or like the introduction where they're talking about you know being out in the forest and smelling Mm. the soil and I remember it it because when I was reading it I was like imagining you know being a little girl in the woods and like the smell Mm -hmm. I thought of that when you were talking about um growing up near like the woods (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes oh my goodness I think it it's been a while since I've read it but I do vaguely remember, and I think it may have been in the very beginning. But yeah, yeah. totally. Like, I want to read that book again. I feel like that's a book I want to constantly be reading. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. There's another book that I think you would love as well. Maybe you've read it. It's called Woman Be Wild by Indigo. Ooh, no. Very good. 
yeah yeah definitely I recommend it it's amazing <laughs> yeah if you liked the, the other book then you like this one I think it's really yeah good. Mm. I also loved what you shared earlier about doing a pleasure first list yeah I'm gonna do that so good very good very so. good tips you're given today <laughs> thank you <laughs> so um there's one more question I ask, which I don't remember, but I remember my very last question because it's my favorite okay. one. And it's, what's your favorite part about being a woman? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, gosh, I feel like there's a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's think about it for a moment here. Favorite part about being a woman. <laughs> Sorry, if you're, that was a loud sound. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> um, my ability to feel very deeply because I feel like women in particular feel very deeply. Um, I mean, everybody does, of course, but I just feel like possibly women extra, extra so. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so just the, the depth of my own emotions, maybe that's just me personally. Maybe that's not necessarily being a woman, but I feel like it's connected, so I'll go with that. And um, my power of creation, of being able to actually create life, I think that's very cool. <laughs> that's mm. pretty amazing. That is, you know, like very much being a woman. Um, to be nurturing, like that, these different aspects of myself that I feel very deeply, of like that's connected with the feminine energy, I feel. Um, mm. And I think my sensuality, like I feel like I, I'm very sensual. I have the ability to be very sensual when I'm really embodied in that feeling, the way that I move, the way that I move through the world. I suppose maybe even the way some people perceive me in that essence or in that energy, like it feels really true to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I do, I feel like, you know, because I'm a woman, I can feel that way and be that way very deeply and very truthfully and very connected. Yeah, I think that's what I love the most about being a woman. I do also, I mean, in this lifetime, at least, I love my long blonde hair. <laughs> um, you know, I can, yeah. But oh, that is <laughs> she's been yeah. like asking for my attention all morning because I had a call at eight and then I have had this call and she's been like, meow. <laughs> she's so gorgeous. Hello, you. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> that, that'd be so cute if she meowed. <laughs> That would be adorable. I think there's a lot we can, can learn from, from animals, from cats in particular as well. They're like total Zen masters, hey? Like absolute yes. Zen masters, like in the present moment. <laughs> yeah. I I always I always say that I feel like my cat helped me, helped initiate me to have a feminine awakening, divine feminine mm -hmm. awakening, because we got her in 2020. Mm -hmm. We actually found her. And mm -hmm. um, just observing how she rests a lot takes a lot of breaks and mm -hmm. does her little self-care washing her face yeah. and mm -hmm. she she also very much like speaks out for what she desires and wants like she'll she'll yeah. meow to high heaven if she wants something yeah that's how we mm -hmm. found her she was meowing inside of a car engine oh and my um, oh my gosh. yeah yeah oh. we we had just moved to where we're at now Mm -hmm. and it was the first day we were moving everything in and then at noon we were like both starving hadn't eaten breakfast yet like let's go to the let's go to the whole foods down the street mm -hmm. and we're there in the parking lot and we hear meowing and it's coming out of a car engine so we go into the whole foods and like you know have them say the license plate and the intercom yeah and we pulled her out she wasn't injured she was just very dirty and she was like this small she was like one mm -hmm. month old 
and wow. um that was like her second birth <laughs> wow <no laughs> they pulled out of the car and we took oh. her home with the intention of like you know training her and finding mm-hmm. her family but after yeah. like two days I was like nah she's my cat she's oh meant yeah to be. I was about to say like yeah. they get you they yeah. they will own you <laughs> yeah I'm like we can't give her mm-hmm. we can't get rid of anyone she's she's our she's our child exactly you get attached to them and they give so much love and joy you know and it's almost like when you said like we found her what came to me immediately was like what she found you as well (laughs) right like it went both ways and then she's now helped you in your journey and I think oh gosh you've saved her and in some small way she helped save you too right so that's really beautiful we love her yeah. So for for everyone tuning in to this episode, uh, where can they find your work? Where can they find out more about you? And if there's yes. anything like, if there's anything that you wanted to share for me to like put in the show notes, like a link to something, feel free to okay. share that right yeah, now. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, okay. Well, you can find me on Instagram at uh, laura.isabella.muckney. I'm also on Facebook, same name, not the dots though, but you'll find me. Um, <laughs> everything's connected online, you know, like it filters into the next thing, um, or flows into the next thing. Um, I've got my website, lauraisabellabeauthentic.com. Uh, you can send me a message, you know, I'd love to hear from anybody. <laughs> um, mm. If you resonate, it's always nice to hear and connect. Uh, yeah, and I've got things going on. So you can follow me there. Um, and yeah, at the moment, I've got some beautiful sessions available for some wild women that want to go deeper into their own sexual energy, into pleasure, into their bodies. Got that going on. And also I'm going to be offering something for couples again as well. Yeah. So that would be fun. So I've always got things happening, you know, in my stories and stuff. So you can definitely find me there and follow me and connect with me. And I'm always happy to to say hello and yeah, have a conversation. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, this was such a nice episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. I know that there's an abundance of content online, so I really appreciate you giving me your ears today. If this episode shifted something for you, please share this with a friend and slash or write us a podcast review if you're listening to this on iTunes so that more people can find this. If anything shifted for you from this episode that you want to have a conversation about, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a DM over on Instagram at selfexpressedbabe and that is in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next time.